good morning, church. Good to see you. Uh, if you have your Bible, please turn to Psalm 46. If you don't have a Bible, uh, you'll be pleased to know that as a church, we have lots of Bibles, uh, and they are on the welcome area at the back. Do go and grab one. Uh, we're going to work through it together uh, as we uh, distill what God is saying to us uh, this morning. Today I want to share some thoughts on uh, stillness and how I believe that it is the golden thread of our faith, the golden thread. Many of us have been saddened by the news of Her Majesty, Majesty uh, who's gone to be with Jesus. She has been the queen for all of our lives, has she not? We have loved her because she has been a symbol of consistency, of decency, and of steadfastness. This is why I think so many people rightly have wanted to give thanks for the extraordinary life of this woman. She really has been, has she not, the servant queen. And it was in her empowerment of the gift of the Holy Spirit through her personal faith in Jesus Christ that meant she was ready to dedicate all of it to him and to her service. I really do believe that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II was God's queen. You don't have to be a paid up member uh, and a, a weekly subscriber to Monarchy Weekly, if there is such a thing, to see what an extraordinary woman she was. Just five days before her death, um, just five days, sorry, two days before her own death, Her Majesty the Queen invited Liz Trust to form a new government. And just think about the effort that it would have taken her to either get out of her bed or to get out of the comfy chair that she was in. She had to find the energy to get dressed, to put her makeup on, to put on her jewelry, to smile, and most importantly, to be interested as the monarch in the arrival of her new prime minister. Last year, Her Majesty's Christmas broadcast uh, told the nation this. She said, Jesus' teachings have been handed down from generation to generation, and they have been the bedrock of my faith. His birth marked a new beginning. And as the carol says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met indeed tonight. Often her Christmas message, which I don't know about you, we would gather around uh, after the roast dinner, uh, we would gather around and listen to Queenie come and say her piece. She would become, and she did become, more and more as she matured in her time uh, on the throne to be the nation's most prominent evangelist. She would talk more about her faith. She would witness more about her trust in Christ and the difference that he made to her and the difference he makes to us each and every day. Now, Queen Elizabeth was someone who was in the public eye all the time. But didn't we see somebody who offered an example of what lifelong faithful discipleship looks like? She wasn't perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. Let's not forget that. But didn't she run the race that was set before her? 
often and often in all the chaos of the royal family and of the nation and of the world, it was the queen that people turned to for stillness and steadfastness. And we are to be reminded this morning that she pointed to Jesus because he is the only one who can ultimately give us that stillness and steadfastness. As a church, we're looking at the tools that God has given us to sustain lifelong, faithful discipleship. And today, we're looking at stillness. So let's have a read of Psalm 46 together. If you have it on your phones or in a hardback, read with me. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar with foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place, the most high, where the most high dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are an uproar, kingdoms fall. Her lift, he lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Someone uh, far cleverer than I once said that the Psalms are the poetry of the believer. The Psalms are the poetry of the believer. And this is because they take us up to the mountaintops, but they also take us down into the valleys. They are a beautiful collection of emotions gathered over a period of about 400 years. And Jesus himself, life's loveliest person, the king of the universe, would have said them and enjoyed them himself. He would have heard them spoken daily in the temple and in the synagogues. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, church. Sitting still is not one of my strengths. We've got the plan for preaching sorted up till Christmas. We've got Christmas sorted in terms of planning uh, and the donkeys booked for Christmas Day. That brings joy to my heart to know that we are ahead. But in today's psalm, we hear of the importance of stillness. And we hear it in the context of a troubled earth and a troubled life in verses 1 to 3. And we hear it in the context of a troubled city and of a troubled church in verses 4 to 7. And we hear it in the context of troubled, troubled makers in verses 8 to 11. And what is the command for all of us amongst all this chaos and amongst all this trouble? Well, we are to be still. It's a command. It's not a gentle request. It's, it's, it is a gentle request. It's something we must do. We are to be still and know that God is our king through all that the world throws at us. 
Let's take a closer look at the text together. In verses 1 to 3, our psalm starts with a statement of faith. The land was established and the sea controlled is controlled by God. Yes, the mountains may slide. Yes, we've seen the devastation in Pakistan and we will continue to see this country raging uh, and mourning. But God in it. He tells us to go and meet the need, of course. We've got to pull people out of the river. We've got to behave in better ways that stop our country and our, and our, um, our what's the word? Our, pardon? I can't hear. Planet, that's the word. I was going to go for another C. I like to alliterate, sorry. Our creation, that's the word. Our creation. We've got to control our behavior in such a way that means that we don't allow climate change and other things to happen. And in it, we do it because as the psalmist says, we will not fear. Fears are often increased, are they not, as we discover more threats, the threat of Russia, the threat of the energy crisis, the threat of the cost of living crisis. These are all right things to be fearful of. But like Israel, like Israel who the psalm was written for, we must always keep our eyes on King Jesus and respond because we come from a stillness first with who he is and what he has for us. The Bible gives us no indication of uh, if Jacob ever experienced floods or earthquakes and he was around for 150, 147 years. But what we do know is that his own story was one of ups and downs. Read Genesis 25 to 50, and you'll see for yourselves how this family was in crisis. They were filled with deceit, filled with distrust, filled with disaster. And it's what our psalmist calls war and foam. But God, as Gav would say, but God, God steps, steps in and he turns these badly believed believers into a family under his control because he will use their talents and their ugliness for his own purposes. God made something good out of their turbulence and he will do the same for us at this time as we are in a state of national mourning. Like Jacob's family, we must discover those tools and times where we can go and learn and rest and be still in who we are in Christ Jesus. We are all to know that we, uh, we all know that the royal family have had many turbulent times. And guess what? There will be many turbulent times for them. They are, after all, a human family. Yet I believe that Her Majesty was able to sustain the weight of her duty and of her service to her family, to the country, to the Commonwealth, because she had a stillness, that golden thread that told her that she was a daughter of the Most High. Regardless of the storms, regardless of the waves, she knew who she was and in whom she belonged to. Jesus was her rock. Jesus must remain our rock 
I can't promise you as your vicar that life will be easy. It would be wrong of me to do so. Life is tough even for good Christians. But in it, we have a rock and a strong and a firm foundation that means we can trust and rest in Jesus each and every day. So Psalm 46 continues, and in verses 4 to 7, we discover where we are to put our refuge. It's not in Twitter, it's not in Instagram, it's not in a Starbucks, they do make a good cup coffee, I know, but it's in God our refuge, uh, which is called the city of God. In verse 7, you'll see that from New Testament times, this city of God has been discerned as the new heavenly Jerusalem. It's in us as walking temples of Jesus, but it's also where Jesus is now and where he will bring us to when he comes back to make all things filled with justice and with mercy. If you want to know more about this new spiritual reality, have a look at Hebrews 12, verses 22 to 24. Now, I think Queen Elizabeth stood with giants on the world stage and she held her own, did she not? Because she had that golden thread of faith and stillness. She kept her eyes on King Jesus. She laid down her own crown daily because she wanted to stand and sit at the feet of the one who has the true crown, the crown of eternity, given to him by his father because of what he achieved on the cross for all of us. Sisters and brothers, until King Jesus returns, sadly, there will be trouble in our cities and in our towns and in our own hearts because we are the comma, not the full stop. We are the comma of God's grace and of God's love And we work hard day in, day out to be those people of peace and to build bridges in our towns and to bring in the stability and the love and the joy. But when Jesus returns, then the full stop comes. Then mercy and justice will flood the whole earth and creation. Why? I think the Lord wants us today to be reminded that our fortress is only through Christ. And it's only in him that we can take our refuge and find that still spiritual peace within each of us. I wonder if you have faith for 3 a.m. It's very easy, isn't it, to come here to worship, to dress up, to praise up, you know, when we're led by the worship band here to give God everything. But where are you at 3 a.m. in the morning, when you're on your own, when you're dealing with those dark thoughts, when you're dealing with the reality of who you are? Do you have a stillness? Do you have a golden thread, a golden hope? Because you know who you are. You know that you are a sister or a daughter of the living King, that you will always be his that you will always be loved by him. That's, friends, what I call, for, call faith for, free, uh, for 3 a.m. Our psalm continues with verses 8 to 11. And we see that the final universal destruction of this troubled world uh, will come. 
And often we can feel powerless of the evils we see around us. But guess what? God sees them too. God, God's heart breaks for them too. And if God is speaking to you today to respond and to be that servant queen or king in your community too, then stand up and take it, carry your cross and be his eyes and his ears for the people of Western Supermare and beyond. I think there's lots that we can learn from Her Majesty the Queen. And church, I want to challenge you this morning. Do you have that faith for 3 a.m.? Do you have that golden thread of stillness? Have you discovered those tools? Mine is in the bath. I wasn't going to share that. Um, don't be visual people. I climb in the tub and it's where I meet God. I put some music on and it's my holy place. You can't climb in the bath with me, but where is your holy place? Where is that place where you find stillness, where you recharge, where you come back to the face of God and know that he turns his face to you? In the next few weeks, let's be careful with each other. Let's be gentle with each other, church. As we face this state of national mourning, for some of us, it will bring up memories of loss, of loved ones that we've loved, of people we feel we've said goodbye to, of issues within our own hearts that we are dealing with. It may act as something that brings the rest up to the front. Make sure you have people around you to care for you, to love for you. Please come and speak to us. We would love to pray for you if at this time you need that extra prayer because of your own loss of a loved one. So our psalm concludes with verse 10. We are to command, so we are to do the command that God gives us. We are to be his people who are people who are being still. We live, do we not, in a socially noisy world. And it's often hard to find those places where we can be calmly confident that God is for us. But we have to find those places, do we not? I think the Queen was one of those who were the very best of us. I think that's why we're seeing such a national outpouring of grief and hope. She has gone to glory. She's gone to a place where she has rested her crown at the feet of her beloved Christ. Today, what issues, what concerns, what hopes do you, do I need to lay afresh at the feet of our beloved Christ? What are the issues that we are too fearful to bring to him? He knows it already. He loves it already. Bring it to Christ again this morning. So as we mourn our loss, as we remember the loss of others in our lives who have led us to Christ, have helped us to stay on the straight and narrow path, let's be assured that God is our ever-present and good help and let's be still as we watch God be God and church didn't um, Prince Charles get um, a promotion this week he's now King Charles the third he's had 
so many years. Someone said it's the longest apprenticeship ever in history. It may be. But gosh, what a challenge he has. Let's remember that he's only human. Let's remember that he bleeds too. And let's remember that as he was proclaimed king yesterday, that he needs our prayers. He needs our love. So let's pray that King Charles III, like Queen Elizabeth II, will reign with wisdom, will reign with stillness, will reign with integrity. And let's have our prayer this week that God will save the king today and always. Amen.